write an intro. And uh, that's okay, because we don't have to have intros on this show. My name is Player One. I am one half of the Cartridge Brothers, and uh, we host a monthly podcast called The Cartridge Club. What is that, you ask? Well, let me tell you. The Cartridge Club is a show where uh, every month we pick a game, we play, and we ask all of our friends online to come play with us. Some of them do, some of them don't. Uh, we like them all, no matter whether they play or not. And then at the end of the month, uh, we have three of them come on, and we talk about the game. It's like a book club for nerds. Or geeks, or dorks, or gamers, or whatever word it is you use to associate yourself. Uh, as long as you play and enjoy video games, you're uh, you're a welcome member of this club. And uh, this month is no different from any other. We have three fantastic guests, and I am uh, super happy to introduce them. So we're going to start with a... Uh, actually, they're all returning. So we're going to start with uh, yeah. the uh, the most returned. Uh, he would be the the old man veteran of this, uh, this episode, and that is Mr. Yoshi Knuckles. Thank you for joining us. Oh, hello. So, uh, Yoshi, for any of our listeners who this might be their first show, maybe they haven't heard the ones you're on before, uh, why don't you let them know who you are, what you do, and where they can find you? Um, well, I'm Yoshi Knuckles. Um, I uh, modern repair video game consoles, and you can find me on Twitter. I'm also a college student, and yeah. Did you just wave hello on uh, this audio program? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You did. It's all right. So uh, the, the, list, on... the listeners will they'll they'll feel it. They'll they know. will. Yeah. That's right. It's that warm hello that he's given us. Yep. Sense it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Yoshi is the top uh, console modder in the uh, the continental United States. Uh, so if you have a, <laughs> if you have a console that needs to be modded, uh, you definitely want to reach out to him on Twitter and get, and uh, find out uh, just exactly how to get your system to him so he can send it back to you. In probably better condition than he received it. Because let's face it, folks, we're pigs. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Yosh. Next up, we have uh, also, again, another returning member. And this man uh, is the defender of the week. He is the judge, jury, and executioner of games that are good or bad. He is Cygnus Destroyer. Thanks for joining us, Matt. It's my pleasure. So, uh, again, same as Yosh, why don't you let everybody know uh, where they can find you, what you do, and... Uh, just how good Muddy Number Nine really is. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, well, the main place you can find me is my YouTube channel uh, at Signus Destroyer Twenty XX. But as I always say when I'm on podcasts, just look up LJ and Defender in the search bar on YouTube. You'll find me. Uh, yeah, I got three shows. I started out with Signus Destroyer, just doing. Well, I started only doing retro, but then I just branched out, and then I started LJ and Defender, and I got a bunch of hate. And then I started Innocent Until Proven Guilty, and I got even more hate. And I've been called all, all sorts of names that I will wow. refrain from saying. So, Ooh, give us a yeah. couple. Just a couple. <laughs> oh, well, the one I, uh, well, I've been called, I've been told to kill myself a couple times oh, now. Oh, my oh, gosh. My. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I've been called. That might have just been P1 on the Muddy yeah, Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been called, uh, you know, a, a bag a few times. So. Yep. Pretty anybody, standard stuff uh, for YouTube. So, Has anybody called you a douche canoe yet? Uh, no, no, that that's a new one. So yeah, All right, there's so always there there's always time though. Could have goals, yeah. Could Anytime have goals. now. So if you're uh, if you're an LJN fan and you're uh, you're watching, uh, you're, sorry, if you're a fan of the LJN Defender and you're watching his videos and you decide to leave a nasty comment, get creative, people. Uh, yeah, come exactly. up with something new. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, Throw make a couple me laugh. of words. Exactly. That's right. Just you know don't what say what all the other trolls say. Come yeah, up with something like, new. Give it your own flavor. Call him a yep. shit waffle. Call him a douche canoe. Yes. My no. favorite one is uh, one guy, I don't remember what video it was, but they said, um, 
You know those cheap Wii U accessories for like Wii Sports that you can buy and yep. find at the dollar store? Yep. That's what this guy is. Oh, that is see, dirty. that's good. Yep. That is good. Oh that one is really good. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you very much for being here. I know you're very Absolutely. excited to talk about this game. So. I was, yes. I asked to be part of this. I heard that. I was like, I oh. want in. Let me in, please. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Love that. Oh. And so we have uh, last and most certainly not least, she is the one console queen. She is the uh, the master of the swing set. She is the only person in her house who even owns pants. She is the one and only Mrs. Q Dog. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, so, Mrs. Q, uh, let our listeners know who you are, what you do, and where they can find you. And I also need to know. Is it all right if I use your first name, or would you rather me just call you Your Majesty for the rest of the show? Um, you could you uh, you can use my first name, but okay. throw in a Your Majesty once in a while. That'll be good. <laughs> all right, we'll do. <laughs> um, I'm Mrs. Q Dog. I um, have a channel with my husband, the Mighty Q Dog. It's D A W G, and we are also on Twitter, Mighty Q Dog and Mrs. Q Dog. That's where you can find us. We do well, videos. Um, we do a weekly vlog and uh, some collection videos. And we have some videos up of um, expos that we've been to as well. Your uh, your series in the Q-Dog Host is my top watched series on YouTube. Uh, I love the five-minute timer. And uh, I know that they're going up every week like clockwork. So I really look forward to those. So I want to thank you Thanks. for joining me uh, for my morning poops on Tuesdays. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Anything to help get things moving along. Oh, <laughs> Excellent. So that's our guests, folks. Uh, I know they're really excited, chomping at the bit to talk about this game, and I am as well. So uh, I'm going to turn things over to my lovely brother, Player Two, and uh, he's going to tell everybody what it is we've been playing this month. Thank you, P1. Excellent intro. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Went it, off uh, script. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I actually have written down all of what I just said, which is weird. Oh. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This month we were playing, as you guys probably all know, Yacht Club Games' Shovel Knight. Uh, Shovel Knight is a modern platforming game. It's based off a lot of old platformers that, that we've all grown up with and that we love from the past. Um, originally came out on June 26, 2014 uh, for digital download on, the, on Windows, 3DS, and the Wii U. Um, after it actually had a really wildly successful Kickstarter. I think it was one of the first ones to have like a really big Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, but was. yeah. Yeah. So later on, it came out on pretty much everything. It had a lot of ports. Um, we'll get into the differences between them all later. Um, and everyone I've spoken to since 2014 has pretty much loved the game. Um, I never played it, though. I, I kept putting it off and putting it off. I don't know why. Um, but uh, P1 actually got me the physical edition this year for Christmas. And this was my first time getting to play it. So, uh, yeah, I definitely missed out up until this point. Um, I, I didn't kickstart it. Sorry, were, what were you going to say? You were putting it off because there was no physical version at first. Yep, yeah, that was, right. the, that was the biggest reason. I didn't kickstart it. Um, and then the physical versions came out. My brother got it for me for Christmas. And even then, still, I guess it's been eight months it's been sitting here that I haven't played it. When you think about it, right? Um, just no time, I guess. But I didn't kickstart it. I'm curious to see if any of you guys kickstarted it. I've never really kickstarted anything, to be honest. Um, but yeah, was this your first time playing it? And did you kickstart it? How about, how about you, Matt? Uh, this is my second time playing it. The first time was for when I reviewed it last year. And no, I did not kickstart it. And I've actually never kickstarted anything. So yeah, me neither, there you go. Me Which is crazy. I figure um, this would be the kind of game that 
I would love to get behind. But as P1 mentioned earlier, I'm not really big on digital only games, mm-hmm. um, which would hurt this from being Kickstarter. So I really don't want people to not kickstart things. Please go kickstart things so that I can get that physical edition later. But yeah, how about uh, how about you, P1? Did you kickstart this? Was this your first time playing it? Uh, I did not kickstart it. Uh, I bought it digitally on the Wii U. Uh, there was a sale. I can't remember when. Um, sometime last year. It was on for half price. So I got it for like eight bucks. Um, and I said, uh, you know what? This is uh, a game I'm going to try out. I've heard a lot of good things. And it was the, uh, it might have been the first digital game I bought on the Wii U that wasn't a Nintendo title. And huh. it was definitely uh, the reason that I did kickstart Bloodstained by uh, Igarashi ah. because this was so good uh, that I had so much fun with it. Luckily, I played it after the Mighty Number no. 9 Kickstarter ended. Um, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I played it when I first bought it. I got about halfway through uh, and I stopped. Uh, and then I picked it back up again from that same save file for this month, uh, which is probably why I was able to beat it in the first week. <laughs> hey, whatever works, whatever works. Um, so yeah, I, it's funny because I figured there would be more, uh, people who have kickstarted it, but it's, it's surprising how successful it was. And although I talked to a lot of people and none of them have kickstarted it, but it was huge. So I don't know where all those people are, but anywho, Mrs. Q, was this your first time playing it? Did you guys kickstart it? And this, it was my first time playing it. Um, we also bought it digitally on the Wii U when it was on sale and then, um, the 3DS version went on sale, and so um, Eric bought that as well. So we have two copies. And no, we did not kickstart. We're not. We we don't. We haven't ever done any kickstarter. So not kickstarter. No kickstarters here. Mm-hmm. Yoshi, that leaves you, my man. Did you kickstart this game? Was this your first time playing it? Uh, this wasn't my first time playing it. It was actually my second and third time playing it. I oh, played nice. it twice this month. Nice. Um, I didn't kickstart it either, and I haven't kickstarted anything. Is that I just can't afford to be like give money away for like <laughs> a pre-order that may or may not come through. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this turns into something. Yeah, I mean, see, <laughs> exactly. that's what I'm not against kickstarters, but the thing I'm is, not either. You hear so many disaster stories about kickstarters about projects that are never fulfilled or projects that are like years late so i'm very hesitant about it because of that yeah for every for every shovel knight there's uh there's three mega man legends four or whatever the Mm -hmm. was it red red mega man red or what was the one they did after mighty number nine oh red ash that's it ash thank you thank you Which actually did get picked up by like a Chinese company, they said, or something. Anyway. Yeah, because I was going to say, I um, think they're still doing that, at yeah. least as like a cartoon or something. Right. Um, so that's the thing is you, you'd figure when KG Inafune comes out and he's like, hey, I'm doing a Kickstarter. Everybody, if, 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 if a game is going to be successful from Kickstarter, I would think it would be that one. And sadly, it got And it was. I mean, it, it, yeah. the, the Kickstarter <laughs> itself was oh, successful. wildly successful. Yeah, Way successful, yeah. And of course, I love and the game, but I'm one of the few who loves the game. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with yep. you. That, uh, but where, <laughs> where Shovel Knight is the, it's like the the flagship for Kickstarters for what mm. what it could mm. be. You know what I mean? Like here's the here's the goal. Here's the pinnacle. Um, what Mighty Number no. Nine is to me is proof that one man does not make a development team. Uh, yep. So Inafune, yep. who is widely toted as uh, you know the the creator of Mega Man, oh, he's the one that makes Mega Man amazing. But it's it's clearly not just him. That or he was so no, rushed for the production. 
So yeah, he definitely even uh, even back in the day, it wasn't just. Him. I think he was no. only the artist. Wasn't he only the artist? Like I don't pretty, know. Mostly, pretty much, yeah. Getting From what I've read, play. that's pretty much what he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Actually, if I remember right, he wasn't even responsible for the original design of Mega Man. You know, the main oh, design. No. So. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> most pretty much most of the other robot masters, yes, from what I recall, but Mega Man apparently not. Wow. But I could be wrong about that. It's been a while since I've researched that. No, so. don't worry about it. next month when we do Mighty Number Nine, we'll we'll have you back on, and we're all yeah, there gonna, you go. we're, we're gonna love oh, it. Boy. Everybody else is gonna hate on. It. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's, all right. it's already so, my most disliked video as it is. So is it's, it really? Yeah, it's it's simultaneously oh, my man. most liked and most list dislike. It almost has a thousand likes, but it has like almost it's going on like two hundred thirty dislikes. So wow, fascinating. Whatever. Oh well, any publicity is good publicity. Yep, exactly. You got <laughs> it. All right. Well, with that said, enough uh, Kickstarter talk. I guess let's get into the actual meat potatoes of Shovel Knight, and we'll start off talking about the story of the game. One, why don't you give us a quick rundown of the premise of Shovel Knight? Sure. Uh, Shovel Knight's a sweeping classic action adventure game with awesome oh, gameplay, memorable <laughs> characters, and an 8-bit <laughs> retro aesthetic. Uh, so you play as the eponymous Shovel Knight. Uh, so what, sir? Eponymous. Um, okay. He's a small knight with a huge quest. So uh, he's, he's come to this valley with two goals, to defeat the evil enchantress and to save his lost beloved. Uh, he wields a shovel blade. It's a multi-purpose weapon whose techniques have now been lost to the ages. Uh, Shovel Knight, I mean, he's always honest and helpful. Uh, he's a shining example of the code of chivalry, which is slash mercilessly and dig tirelessly. Wow, um, I'm really happy I came to you. You thought of this all wow. all on my own. But see, the thing is, <laughs> between Shovel Knight and his beloved stands a cadre of villainous knights. A what? So these, uh, a cadre of villainous knights. Uh, so these, these terrible foes, uh, also known as the Order of No Quarter, 
have been dispatched to prevent Shovel Knight from reaching the Enchantress at any cost. So if you love games with perfect platforming, beautiful art, infectious music, crazy bosses, humor and levity, and real heart, Shovel Knight's for you. Wow, that was a great sum up. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Wow. wow, you are like the king of summaries. Yes. <laughs> on it, on it. I'm going to need advance notice before I have to summarize anything else. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, that, is that the press kit? Uh, yeah, that's that's straight from Yacht Club Games' press kit. Oh, okay. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> hey, that's, I, I love that they put that out there, though. For anybody who really does want to have a podcast about it, you can go and look up everything you need yeah. to know. Uh, my favorite teacher in high school told me once that uh, if you couldn't come up with a way to say it uh, better than anybody else, then just rip somebody off. Hey, so, I like it. <laughs> who was that? What teacher? <laughs> uh, it's actually uh, a quote from American History X, but uh, oh, very good. that's what uh, the, the, the younger brother says as he's writing his... Uh, Essay. Right, very good. Okay, cool. So you, you said a lot of stuff there. Let's let's get into it. Um, <laughs> did you mention Shield Knight? I think you said beloved. Did you say Shield Knight? Uh, no, I did not actually call her. Let's by talk name. about Shield Knight. Matt, why don't you tell us who Shield Knight is? Well, uh, she's Shovel Knight's partner, and you know they get in all sorts of adventures until that encounter at the Tower of Fate, where you know if she, well, he, he thinks he she's dead or whatever, so he basically retires to like the hermit life, farming or whatever, Spurring. and that's when he co- he comes back into action once the Order of Quarter of No Quarter comes back and you know does all the evil and right. you know enslaves so, the land, all that stuff. Mrs. Q Dog, where you have not completed this yet are you okay with spoilers yes okay Whew. Yeah. luckily this is you had said no i almost would have had to cut matt off completely there in case <laughs> yeah. he gave a huge one away <laughs> yeah. so, we are about to get into oh that. what i said was all just in the intro yeah everybody i guess we should warn listeners there are going to be a lot of spoilers yes uh, yes yeah, absolutely. The, the if, you're, if you have kind of any the... interest in playing this game, you have to do it. It's one of the best platformers of all time. Definitely. And yes. I'm not saying that lightly. You have to play. Go ahead and, before you continue. And the beauty of the game is it doesn't really matter if the story gets spoiled because the gameplay is amazing. But yeah. if you are worried about, you know, an 8-bit platformer story, you might want to come back. And That's and actually, I'm, that... we'll get into it more later on. But Plague of Shadows actually has a pretty good story. I will say that much. You yeah. Know? So does I mean as well Shovel Knight. Uh, yeah. If for for being an eight bit platformer uh, that is you know normally just based on gameplay and music and there's not so much story on them. Uh, if you can find a story in you know a Mario game, you're a better man than I. Uh, <laughs> but this one actually has a, quite a touching and in depth story. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So we are going to spoil that. So if you haven't played it yet and you want to, um, maybe maybe don't listen to this show. Mm-hmm. But thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go download it or whatever. Go get the digital copy and come back later. Yeah, that's right. We'll be here. We'll it, be here. It'll yeah. only take you about eight hours or yeah, so. Yeah, six to eight hours. Well, if you're good at platformers, it'll take about yeah. eight hours first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's correct. It varies. That's right. <laughs> okay, so... Shield, Shovel Knight and Shield Knight, they're a couple that go on relate, uh, that go on adventures together. Shield Knight gets trapped in this tower, and uh, Shovel Knight thinks she's dead. Uh, he becomes a farmer, essentially, as Matt was saying. But all of a sudden, the tower's opened up again. There's this evil enchantress that shows up, and she's spreading evil everywhere with the Order of No Quarter. Um, Which so is that a badass is, name. It yeah. is pretty badass. <laughs> and that is the premise of the game. Shovel Knight's like, all right, I got to go put a stop to this thing, head over to the tower. Maybe I can find Shield Knight. 
Um, along the way, he encounters some other people as well, like Black Knight, the Black Knight. Um, let's go with Melissa, Mrs. Q-Dog. What do you think of the Black Knight? Um, well, that was pretty easy. Like the first level. Yeah. yeah. Counter. Yep. That, that was pretty easy. And um, I had, I actually um, had heard uh, Dean round two gaming talking about how he goes back to the first level to right. gather cash, you know, gather gold. And so I've been doing that. And um, now that I have, uh, one of the relics, the fire power relics. It's super e- like he's like uh-huh. super easy. You just keep firing him, and he's done in a couple seconds. So I didn't know that. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you like you can just stand on the one end of the screen and just fire at him, and oh, awesome! You're now, done. Black Knight. He is kind of like the arch nemesis, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. of Shovel yeah. Knight. But he's... not entirely. As you, right. as the story yeah. progresses, you learn more about him and what he's right. doing. I actually have a tell- theory about the Black Knight. All right, go ahead. Well, first explain what what happens later that makes you think this, and then uh, tell us what your theory is. Uh, so uh, Black Knight starts off, and Shovel Knight said, you know, they they encounter each other. It's first level boss. Sort of teach you the mechanics, and Shovel Knight's mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm going to the tower. I got to go get Shield Knight. You know what I mean? I, she's there. I got to fight the Enchantress. I got to stop her. And the Black Knight's like, Listen, I can't let you do that. I got to stop you. And so they fight it out. And at that point, you're like, Oh, he's a bad guy. And then you run into him later on, and you it turns out Black Knight is not a member of the Order of No Quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that the Enchantress continuously tries to recruit him. She offers him power. Uh, he turns it down. Uh, so you fight him again, and you beat him this time. And again, he's he's like he's defeated, but he you could tell that Shovel Knight and the Black Knight have a, a past relationship of some kind. And as well, you could tell that the Black Knight has a relationship with the Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Um so when you get to the end of the game, and here's the major spoiler. Yeah, I was going to say, we're getting to very major spoiler <laughs> yeah. territory. So this here. is your last chance yep. uh, to get out. Um, <laughs> when you get to the end of the game and you face the Enchantress uh, and you beat her, it turns out that the Enchantress is actually Shield Knight, and she's been uh, sort of possessed by this evil spirit that is the Enchantress. Uh, so you beat her and save her, uh, and then you and Shield Knight together fight this this entity. Um, Which is huge. One of, the, like, one of my favorite fights. Popping. Yeah, yeah, it's so fantastic. It, it like brought it me great. back to like the old school like Chippendale Rescue Rangers, like when Fat Cat and like uh, Little Mermaid Ursula. Yeah. Those, I love seeing those huge ass sprites in like an eight bit or eight bit esque design. Yeah. So and cool. they, the mechanic of you have to launch yourself off of Shield Knight's shield. Yep. The two of you fighting together mm-hmm. in unison to take down this evil force after you've just saved your love uh, is incredible. But so then the game ends, and it gets me thinking. So Black Knight obviously knew this whole time that the Enchantress was Shield Knight. And he was still trying to stop the Shovel Knight. And because he knew Shovel Knight was going to kill the Enchantress. And what I think is that I think that the Black Knight was worried that Shovel Knight would kill the Enchantress and it would kill Shield Knight. And I think the Black Knight cares for Shield Knight just as much as Shovel Knight does, but not in a romantic way. I think the Black Knight and Shield Knight are brother and sister. And that's why Shovel Knight and Black Knight are friends. And it's why he's trying to stop him from throwing his life away. And it's why he's trying to stop him. He's trying to say, listen, don't kill her. Don't do it. But that uh, that is possible. That's what I think. So, Hmm. um, but yeah, I I definitely did pick up that. He cared for her just as much as Shovel Knight. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's entirely possible that they're siblings. And I don't get that sort of rivalry between Shovel Knight and Shield Knight. I don't find that in the game at all. I don't feel like they're competing for her. I feel like they both love her equally. Uh, so luckily we're going to have a chance to interview one of the developers from Shovel Knight uh, in December. And I intend to ask them point blank if Black Knight is Shield Knight's brother. <laughs> so hopefully up. we'll have an answer for that in December. 
maybe we'll find out in Shovel Knight cool. too. Yeah. Maybe you'll be Black Knight. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pretty deep stuff for an 8-bit platformer game. <laughs> um, yeah. I love it. I loved all the sequences too with... Uh, you have a lot of dreams, dream sequences where Shovel Knight is falling from the sky and you have to try and catch her. Um, you know what? I never really knew what happened, what, what the reward was for catching or for, or, or a punishment for letting her drop. Does it change anything? I always caught her, but from what I've Dude. read, I don't think there's really any penalty for not okay. doing it. I Just can't imagine. Heart. I couldn't. Even as it's happening, I'm thinking, I wonder what happens if she drops, and I can't. My Yeah, I, I can't either. <laughs> can't <do> it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, too, she's too cute. I, I can't drop her. She, she is. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Okay. And cool. that's the thing about this game. You love these characters. I know, right? It. It's such great storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And they have such personality, you know, considering that they're just sprites. They don't say any, you know, actual spoken dialogue. It's, I love That's, it. I love that, too. What a great throwback. Yacht Club definitely knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we got the three pretty much main characters out of the way. We, we talked about the Enchantress, so we can skip over her, too. Um, let's talk about the other eight members of the Order of No Quarter. These are all various knights that acquired their title, I believe, in, uh, you know, various ways that should were... we uh say like our, our favorites of the others definitely definitely you my, actually my favorite is, is specter knight specter knight is so cool i just love the design of specter knight yeah i like specter and knight. I, that's like my favorite stage too and favorite music too i'm, I'm no we're getting that <laughs> just, i just love specter knight specter knight's, so cool. <laughs> yeah, specter knight's pretty good um i don't know who my favorite would be i actually kind of like plague knight to be honest with you um i can understand that but yeah, how about you, Yoshi? What, uh, what? Who's your favorite boss? That's a hard one. Uh, they're all so neat. Uh, Tinker Knight was really cool. Oh like, yeah, the way I you fight him when he's Valley. he's little at first, and then you beat him up, and like, yeah, I won. And then you're like, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> yep. As the whole like giant machine comes out, it's like, okay, jump up the missile, hop on his head. Got it. Classic Which is so Mega Man. Me stuff. Yes, I was gonna say Soul <laughs> Mega Man. Is like, love it. Yeah. And with your engineering background, I could see you really liking that one. That was a good yeah. <laughs> Um but The Spectre stage Eight... itself is like really hard, though. But <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh yeah, yeah. As the, the boss, you know, him as the boss fight, very easy. The stage before yes. much harder. I don't know. I finally did a lot with old ones, but anyway, Specter Knight. You kind of looks like the Grim Reaper. I guess we should say too. He has this big sight. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Um, uh, Mrs. Q-Dog, Melissa, what is your favorite night? Um, well, I, I didn't get through all of them. So, so far, I think, I actually kind of like the Mole Knight. Yeah. And maybe that was just Cute. because that was my easiest, um, boss battle. Hey, nice. So, um, especially because... Uh, Wait, even more so than King Knight? Because King Knight is well, a breeze, I think. He's the first uh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um... I don't know. I guess maybe. But I consider them pretty much to be both equally easy. The other thing, too, is I just finished that one. <laughs> we started recording. That's, yeah. that's why I'm kind of like, that was like, I can't believe I actually did that. I didn't even die in between. And <laughs> take one take. All right. Well I'll done. Take. Well done. So. Now, Mole Knight's a good choice. And that's the other thing is they, they all have their own personalities, which is kind of mm -hmm. neat. When you show up, they all say something funny of some sort. But yeah, love it all. Um, that's another thing is I didn't put in the. Uh, anyway, uh, P1. Uh, Your so favorite like, night. There's no, there is no wrong answer here. Each one of the knights True. is unique. Uh, they're Absolutely. all fun. The, all the fights are different in their own way. 
uh, as you, I think you were just going to mention, they all have their own little dialogue back and forth with Shovel Knight uh, before you fight them. And uh, I always read them in uh, their own individual voices. I made oh, Tyler nice. Knight uh, like a pompous French man. Uh, <laughs> I made uh, Polar Knight, who is my favorite, sound like a, a whole nice. Viking. Uh, and I got looks from Colleen the entire time like I was retarded. Um, <laughs> but, and he's one uh, of the harder bosses, too. He I, is. And that's so. why I liked him, because... Uh, for I like his look first off. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that he's so big and burly looking. Absolutely. I like that he uses the big snow shovel. Sort of reminds me of home Canada. But uh, <laughs> I liked that at the end of it, I, there was never a time when I fought him. Whether it's your first round fighting him or the boss rush, every single time I always felt like like this was coming down to the wire. It's me or him, and uh, I really enjoyed. I got a really sense of accomplishment from beating him, and I did from all of the bosses, but his fights especially, just where. Yeah. Half the time, the ground is spikes. Well, that's what I was going to say. He keeps on d- digging up the snow, and there's yeah. like spikes exposed everywhere, and you can easily die. Yeah. As a, as a middling uh, skilled platformer at best, uh, I always felt really accomplished. Like, I really enjoy that fight, and that's why he's my favorite. Yeah, that's nice. a good choice. I forgot about all the spikes that he kept digging up. That was a frustrating yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, hop on their head. Yeah. Fair yeah, that's tip. the other Hop thing. on their head. Although <laughs> as far as like Plague of Shadows Every goes, boss. Propeller Knight is one of the hardest, if not the hardest boss. Well, of the was... of the regular ones. Oh, yeah. the hardest. I, I thought he was hard too bad. with Shovel with Shovel Knight. Like I mean of all of them, I think Shovel Knight, I had no problem with him, but with Plague Knight he's much harder. I don't know what uh, it is about Wind, wind always yeah. messes me up in platformers. I don't know yeah. what because play, playing that you, you know you know you can pretty much just you know throw those bombs like diagonally down, and that's the main thing I don't like about Plague of Shadows. You don't have yeah. free reign about where you toss your bomb. Right. Yeah. yeah play, Propeller Knight was definitely my most frustrating as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just I couldn't like he would blow me left and blow me right and blow me up and then you know what I mean. So that I'm falling down. He was just fr- the wind when you're when you start affecting how I'm moving then. Because uh, I have a hard <laughs> enough time figuring it out, you know, as yeah. it is. Right. Uh, so I finally get to the point. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I get this game. And they're like, oh, no, there's wind. I'm like, ah, I'm fucked. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think we mentioned all of them except for Treasure Knight. I don't think anybody mentioned Treasure He was the underwater guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if that's because he was an underwater boss. Nobody really likes water levels, I guess. <laughs> but, but even that one, I didn't find too bad. You know what I, mean? I like the music in that stage. Yeah. It's, it's a good tune. Yeah. And Very soothing. And- the uh, I find the artwork for all of them is fantastic. They all look mm-hmm. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just a color swap. It's not just a. It's good. They're all really well done, really well designed, and really well thought out. They all sort of resemble sort of what their their level is. Treasure Knight. He's searching for buried treasure in a sunken ship, and he's wearing like an old timey uh, diver suit. Looks kind of like a a big daddy from the nineteen forties. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah, they all have very unique look. There's no swapping for the bosses at all, which is pretty cool. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it for the general story. You get uh, you defeat the Enchantress. You find out uh, she's Shield Knight. And then, you know, it's a happy ending. Um, is there anything else to the story that what we haven't covered yet? Well, of course, you don't think it's a happy ending fully at first because the way it's set up is that she sacrifices herself because, you know, right. um, the Enchantress, point. well, the, the entity of the Enchantress or whatever she's called, you know, she like right. has that last attack that knocks out Shovel Knight and Shield Knight has to stay behind to like hold it back. So Black Knight mm-hmm. takes him and uh, she, uh, Shield Knight tells him to keep him safe and get him out of there. So at the end, of course, you know, before that, as the credits are going, you have these little like epilogues. You see what all the characters are up to. But then after all the credits, 
there's uh, do you see um she, uh, black knight bringing in shovel knight putting him by the fire mm-hmm. he says like a line or two he leaves and then like a few seconds later in comes the uh, injured shield knight and then she snuggles down by him by the fireplace it's really adorable oh I love what that. an yeah. amazing ending because they Absolutely. left it up in the air yeah. and i thought we're gonna have to wait till shovel knight two to, to, to hear what happened to her but they gave it to you, and I was so happy, man. So. Me too. I'm getting. I got goosebumps just hearing Matt talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah man. that's powerful stuff. It really is. Brings a tear to the eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true love. There's no way Colleen would sacrifice herself to protect me if uh if an evil tower of fate was collapsing down <laughs> around us. <laughs> no, that, that is true. <laughs> that's funny. Um, Yoshi, you finished it three times. Do you have? Yes. What do you think of the ending? Do you, do you, have you loved it all three times? Yes. Well, I missed like part of it the second time. What happened? It was like, then? hey, I beat it, oh. and then I like walked away and came After- back, and it's like the oh. end. That's a oh. good point. Okay. You gotta watch it. <laughs> Everybody out there listening, watch those credits. <laughs> now, I didn't know if you wanted to talk you, about you, Plague of Shadows story stuff now, or if you want to wait until we talk about that more later on. Um, we'll wait. We'll wait until the okay. end. Okay. Because there's also like the wandering travelers and stuff yep. that you meet during. And like I have no idea what those guys are up to, or like what they're actually doing there. Yeah, in terms of story, yeah, they really they were just sort of there, I think, for uh, they like, pretty much just want to prove themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, they're they like we want to be in the order. Yeah, and, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> and some of those fights were harder than some of the boss fights. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of it, once you get the hang of it and learn to hop on their head, it's really yeah. easy. That's it. There's also one armor that going hopping on their head, and that armor is like perfect. Oh yeah, it's the the two hop, and then you get the extra big attack when you come down. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to get into the armors. Okay, with all this said, let's get into the gameplay because I think we pretty much summed up the story.
Next up is the gameplay, which is really the meat and potatoes of the game. It is what makes it so amazing. The story's great, but my God, is it pale in comparison to the amazing tight gameplay, in my opinion. Um, let's talk about the controls. I had no problems with them. Um, we can talk about all the uh, interesting ways you can attack and stuff. You can do a lot of down thrusting, um, which reminded me a lot of DuckTales or even Link. Yeah, you know? Adventure of Link. Yep. Um, but yeah, what about uh, what about you guys? Melissa, what did you feel about the controls? Um, I, I really liked them. I also liked the fact that, um, at least on the Wii U, you can map. You know, you could change uh-huh. the oh, button yeah, that's true. configuration. Yeah. So that really helped me because I was like, oh, because I was having trouble at first when you use your relics, you're supposed to hit up and then your attack. <laughs> and then I just changed it to a single button. And so that really helped me um, to be able to use them because I was actually accidentally using them at times because I would accidentally hit up. And that happened to me a lot. Um, yeah. Last night and did it this morning when I was finishing off Plague of Shadows. I was trying to do like, because Plague of Shadows, I mean, as much as I love it, I mean, <laughs> the attack is so flawed. I mean, you have to be so close to the boss and then you have to do the double jump and then the attack. And, and a lot of times when I was Oof. trying to do like the, I, I accidentally hit the up and the attack and I activated mm-hmm. a special and I didn't want to do that. It's like, yeah, stupid. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Castlevania, so like, Special weapon theme. Yeah, you. exactly. Please know, I, I liked it in the what in the what was it, Super Castlevania Four when you can map it to the button, like the yeah. shoulder button. Yeah. So that's what I did with uh, Shuffle Knight. Is I took the relic weapon and mapped it to ZR yes. on the Wii U gamepad. Uh-huh. So then and then I could like switch between them with L and R. Like you can, like a Mega Man X. I actually don't know, because I played it on PS3, just like I did for when I reviewed the game. I don't know if that's an option. It probably is, but I I didn't even... I always just stick with the standard controls for whatever Mm -hmm. game I play. In in the Plague of Shadows DLC, is there none of the different bombs, because you can, like, mix and match different components? There's none that give you a better range? Uh, There is some... Well sort of there's one I, I didn't buy it but it says there's one that like um extends the duration of, like when you toss it it like takes okay. a little longer to explode so i'm yeah. assuming that means longer distance but i didn't really bother with it yeah well the way you see the way i ended up beating that there's like this other like relic or whatever where you do like this upward like kick that okay. Uh, that that made the final boss easy once but see I, i'm i always have the mindset like i want to beat this with the standard stuff so that's what i kept on doing and it took me like an hour or so of like failed attempts but then i was like well i guess i'll i'll try this see if it's probably not gonna do it then holy shit it actually did it what the hell <laughs> nice nice yeah uh what are the i'm trying to think of what there's a downward thrust what other i guess it's just a basic swing attack what, what else am i missing here uh there's, there's the go ahead yosh there's the charge attack, and you also have like, well, there's three different. I'm but you don't get the right. you don't get the charge attack until you actually upgrade your shell. Yeah, you don't have that by yeah. the standard uh, weapon. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's also once you if you up you can upgrade the shovel to uh, strike mm-hmm. the earth where you hit it if you're full health and it shoots like a spark across the ground. Yep. 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 There's also the one where you just like walk up to the shovel pile mm-hmm. and shovel it once, and up oh, there's the whole pile. Yeah, <laughs> which I would love, like, like I love how, that, like, like the um, the Tower of Fate uh, part 
three? No, part two, where there's like, um, in the first part of the stage, before you advance onto the next one, there's like a pile right there. If you dig it, there's like one of those mole guys. I love oh, yeah. getting on the other side, digging it, and then it exposes the, the mole guy and he just falls into the pit. I always go, <laughs> oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> yep. Did that. That's funny. Yep. It's like, poor guy. <laughs> Didn't even stand a chance. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, like like we just said, pretty much without even trying, it, it mimics a lot of um, Castlevania, Zelda 2, DuckTales. There's definitely a lot of Mega Man in there as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, a lot of throwbacks, which, and every single one of them was implemented so well, it could have fit in back then easily, easily. Well, um, yeah, I will see this like, you know, as I said many times, I love Mighty Number no. 9. But as far as this goes, this is in a whole other level. Like this so is one true. of the tightest platformers, both in controls and design, that I've ever played. Yeah, I agree completely. This mm-hmm. is one of the best games I've played, maybe yep. ever in terms mm-hmm. of. In terms oh of yes. Well, yeah. For me, it feels like they didn't just like copy the mechanics from the other games and shoehorn them in. Though they actually took the mechanics and went, "Okay, we're gonna see how we can we make this work in the game as like best way possible." And that's what they it. did with everything, yep. with with their own twist, and, and it turned out excellent. Absolutely, just how you should take inspiration from other people's games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the. I think that's probably you just hit the nail on the head. It feels like everything that you've played and loved, but it also feels like its own thing. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not a carbon copy. It's very much its own game, uh, but you can tell that it was. They said, "What was what did these guys do best?" Let's do it better. Yeah. And that's what they did. It's kind of like the the Stranger Things of video games, where it takes, you know, Stranger yeah. Things took so much inspiration from 80s movies and oh. pop culture, but yet it feels like its own thing. Like this, yeah. it takes so much inspiration from the classic platforms like Mega Man, but it's it's completely fresh. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we mentioned Relics briefly a second ago. Um, for everybody listening, they're kind of like the sub weapons in Castlevania games. I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, let's talk about them. What were your favorite ones? What ones did you use the most? Mine was uh, the phase locket. Uh, I used it mm-hmm. pretty much the entire time. I don't think I used anything else unless I absolutely had to. Um, phase locket, it sort of phases you out for a second, gives you invincibility essentially for like one or two seconds, um, and then you switch back. But yeah, um, that's me. How about uh, P1? How about you? What's your favorite? Uh I really enjoyed the throwing anchor. Uh, I found that it gave me better range for things that were above me. A lot of the boss fights, uh, the guys are in the air. Um, and I just found that it was it was really useful in those. Uh, and I used that a lot. Plus, it's an anchor. I'm in the Navy, so. But, you know. <laughs> Makes sense. You have that big tattoo of an anchor on your arm. Yeah, yeah that's right. Right, next, right under my, my barbed wire uh, bicep tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, for everybody listening, it is essentially like the throwing axe in Castlevania. It does like an arc. Mm-hmm. Like a- yeah, mm-hmm. which is incidentally my favorite weapon in Castlevania. I can't argue that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you, Matt? Favorite relic. I forgot what it's called, but uh, like the blast horn, the one that clears out. He oh, blows the war it horn. Clears it. Yeah, yeah, the war, war horn. horn. Yeah, yep. That uh, just, just uh, defeats everybody on screen, like in that section. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That's a good weapon, actually, especially in the last uh, couple levels. My God, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Melissa, how about you? Favorite relic? Um, I too use the phase locket a lot. Nice. Um, just because I'm not very good, so I needed. <laughs> I need to just get through. Like That's I just okay. like do it and just like get through. So that I need, like some of the I'm like I'm not even gonna deal with this enemy. I'm just gonna keep going. 
Um, it takes skill to use it. You got to know when to pop that locket off. Don't feel bad. <laughs> hey, you pop it off at the wrong time and you go down into the hole. Yeah, and that has happened because you because you kind of freeze for a second when you use yep. it. So, yeah. um, or the platform just goes right on by. Yeah, and yep. you go right down into the spikes yeah. or the yeah. hole or the fire or the lava. <laughs> But yeah, I should add that uh, the way I played is um, I mostly didn't you know, use those only like when you absolutely needed them to get by certain points. Oh, I mostly just, you know, use the standard stuff, you know, just use my wits, you know, and all that to get by. And as far as the boss battles, I didn't really use those at all. Oh, man, that was. Yeah. See, I, I'm not I'm not as good at platformers. Uh mm-hmm. So I I took every advantage that I possibly could. Oh, yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that. Relics for yeah. the bosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, the relics are good too because there's stages in the game that uh, require you to use a certain relic. So you get uh-huh. there and it's like you better learn how to fly for this or you don't yep. you knew how to phase. Um, so it's like they put them in the game and you could use them or not use them as you see fit. Uh, and they like they it's just it's just they add this extra level of the game where it's like. Well, here's these stages where that's what I was just gonna say. We need you to use them because mm-hmm. we just want you to experience it and have a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, they have those, yeah. like those optional like sub levels. Like, like yeah. you need this. You need you know like the pr- propeller dagger or whatever to get by this. Yeah. You don't have to complete those levels, but they get you ready for parts that you will need those. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a tutorial on how yep. to use that relic. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, without like uh, without yeah. knocking you over the head and saying, "Hey, you got to use this. Do it right yeah. here." You know, right. like a novice or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Love how they do well, that. And, and some of those are pretty challenging, which made it extra fun. Mm-hmm. So, how about you, Yosh? Favorite uh, yeah. Tropel chalices. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody now, ever use? I did use, especially the like, ones where it refills all your health. That's yeah. the yeah. only yes. one I use. That's the, the best one. one. Yeah, here. The the other ones were goofy. Okay, good. Because I was going to ask if anybody used the other. <laughs> I was like, who's using this other? Show? No, only when I actually use like the fishing line to actually like hopefully like get treasure or whatever, and then some right. of the, the travel things would come up and they'd give you like the the yes. fortune one or whatever. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's like well, I don't want right this, away. but thank you, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just use it right away. Like, exactly. Oh, these yep. coins, these like gems, I wouldn't get before. Just like. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a giant gem magnet. <laughs> That's a good point because we're actually going to talk about that now, which is the gold and gem system. Which is uh, you kill enemies, you get gems. You dig up piles, you get gems. You open up treasure chests, you get gems. Um, I loved it. I loved looking for the treasure chests, and I love being able to buy items in town. Um, and let's talk about all that and the town. Let's talk about it all together. Go ahead, there, Matt. Okay. Well, I love the way that how they set up as like when you die, you get like these like yes. like money bags that were like flying in the sky. It's like money taken from your total. You can get them back if you go back in that spot, but if you die before then, you lose all that money. Gone. And then you lose yep. more. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah, I love it. Very dark soulsy or you got to get back to so, yeah. uh, love it. With that, you get to the point where it's like, well, I went into this level with 5,000. I now have 1,000. Right. It's yeah. time for me to reset, go oh. back to the menu. Yeah, like for me, go with back like to Plague the level of Shadows, and try like, again. Like the later parts of Plague of Shadows, like when I was playing last night, like I had like 9,000, almost 10,000, and then I was down into the hundreds by the time. Jeez. From what I've seen yeah. is that you, I don't think you can run out of money. You get to the point where you're like 500 or so, and it just stays there. They don't take uh. any. Okay. I was gonna ask yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, cool. I, I know, yeah. like too, as you have less and less money, 
the amount that you can that you lose and that you can it's reclaim it, yeah is reduced yeah. too you know so it's obviously like a percentage mm-hmm. yeah also if you die a lot of times in a row they'll start dropping the percentage down a lot yep. quicker <laughs> so it's like oh you just died three times at this spot the first time we're gonna take five like two thousand gold from you yep. the second time we're gonna take one thousand the third time we're sorry here's 250 yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they actually just start paying you here, here. yeah seriously here you go man yeah. take some cash but at least they don't like uh have something like um super mario 3d world where if you die a lot they have that stupid like gold right. suit or whatever it's like <laughs> hey yeah. you messed up here's something to make it way easy yeah uh, thank yeah. you and it doesn't always make it way easy exactly sometimes you're like getting over jealous because you got a flying suit and yay yep. oh crap i can't get back dead and yep. all i have to watch is i find the hole <laughs> okay so you get all these gems and golds, and then you can go and buy things in town which i loved i loved how they had this system implemented you can buy health mm-hmm. upgrades and, and magic upgrades and other relics and stuff uh p1 what did you think about the monetary system and buying things the, the way they implemented uh, money and gems and gold in this game is my favorite thing about the game. Uh, it's what simultaneously makes it forgiving for people that aren't as good at platformers and makes it a challenge for those who are. So as you go through the stage, there's checkpoints. And e- inside the checkpoints uh, is gems. So you need these gems to um, to buy your upgrades, buy your armor, buy your shield up or your shovel upgrades, stuff like that. So you have the option of breaking the uh, checkpoint and getting the usually large gems inside for lots of money or leaving it as a checkpoint and being able to reset back to that uh, as you're playing it. Uh, now, uh, being a super paranoid all the time, I never broke any of them, but I could... I never I could, have either. Oh, really? See, I would no. expect that you would yeah, I break know. them. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty seasoned when it comes to this game, but still, I, I just don't take the risk. Yeah, you know? and, uh, and that's what I... So it's... As you're playing this game, there's no lives. There's no continues. Like everybody has said now, we dro- you drop gold. And you get to that gold, you get it back, a la Dark Souls um, or Demon Souls. Yeah, you essentially have unlimited lives and limited continue. Yeah. Well, no continue, just unlimited lives. Exactly. See, I, it never came to this point when I originally played the game, when I reviewed it. See, I thought that maybe once you like ran out of money, that would be considered a game over. But like I said, I just found out that you actually, its I think it's impossible for you to run out of money. They eventually just stop taking money from you. Yeah. So it's, I love that because like I've, uh, everybody, anybody who knows me or like I've said on the show, um, I'm not super good at platformers, but there's definitely like the learning curve in this game is not extremely steep and Absolutely. you definitely get better. Uh, yeah, it's, as you it's go through difficult, but extremely fair. Yeah. So I'm going through and it, there was never a point when I was like, man, fuck this game. Cause I always <laughs> knew that as long as I get back to that money. And so then it's like a challenge. It's like, I got to get back to that money. I got to get back to like, oh man, I can't believe I just jumped over all these moving platforms and I got over to the end and I died. I got to get back there. Holy fuck. You know? And then I'd get to it and you would get many senses of accomplishment throughout the middle mm-hmm. of the game. And then to get to the boss and beat the boss and leave. And the first thing I did is find one of the catapults, launch myself back to town like a crazy person, run into the stores, be like, what can I buy? What can, do I have enough to buy anything? Um, and I, I love it. it. It was just, there were so many highs and lows, mostly highs, but like, you know, you die and it sucks. Uh, yeah. Just because of this money system. And it, it made it so that people who aren't great at platformers still have the opportunity to experience this, enjoy it, and get through it. And I think... Yeah. That is why it's so popular with everybody who plays it mm-hmm. because everybody feels like they're good at this game. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's very beginner friendly. It yeah. offers quite a challenge, but yes, it's very beginner friendly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a great point. And it's actually, um, like you were saying, it offers for the people who are struggling to get enough money to buy the next item. It, I think it's actually better for them because I got to a point, and it's probably my only gripe with the game, and, and even this is just a tiny nitpick, right, is that I bought everything and then I had this money that I had nothing to buy with. Um, I sort of wish there was one really, really big item that uh, you'd have to really save for, even if it did nothing. I, I wouldn't even care. Kind of mm-hmm. like the ornate armor, which we'll get into later. Um, uh, other than that, I loved it. But you're right. It's exactly what it is. It rewards people for, for playing well, and it helps people along who might need that little leg up. Um, but I should also be uh, mention that um, there's points during some of the levels where uh, Chester the Merchant actually pops up, and you can actually buy mm-hmm. specific items during those yeah. levels. Yeah, right. And I never have enough money to buy. Oh, no. That happens. (laughs) So I got to go back. Chester's a dick, too, because he gets up there, and he's happy, and he's dancing, and he's like, hey, you want to see what I got? You want to see what I got? And all he's wearing is like a pair of pants and a, 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 a scarf around his waist. So I don't know where he's keeping these, like, where is he keeping that chaos ball? Like, uh, the chaos sphere. Like, uh, one interesting note about it, I'll bring up since we're mentioning Chester right now, Plague of Shadows related. An interesting change in that is because, you know, you're like a villain in that game. Chester actually won't sell to you really. Well, okay. Huh. He will, but he charges really high rates for you to yeah. buy items. Yeah. Or you can sell him the relics, like the ones from Shovel Knight's ah. paper. Because if you actually find them at certain points or levels, and it says, um, like when you pick it up, it has like a box that says, uh, completely useless trinket. You know, I have no use for this or something like that. Yeah. It's really neat. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. That's creative. I love it. And Absolutely. Because the Plague of Shadows is a it's a prequel and to it's Shovel Knight. That's free DLC. They put all this effort into something that's free. That's that sounds that says so many things about Yacht Club. Yeah. Love it. Man, they gotta be one of the best developers out there now. It's yep. free. Spectre Knight, which is coming in December, is free. And oh, King I'm Knight, so which is that. coming after that, is free. All because of the Kickstarter. They were all Kickstarter things and they yep. Yacht Club easily, very easily could have said, anybody who backed the game in Kickstarter Bingo. gets these DLCs for free. Exactly. Anybody who Everybody didn't who has to pay. Exactly. And, and they didn't. It just speaks so much to who they are as a company for them Absolutely. to say to everyone, here you go, you have the challenge modes are coming for free. The All the, the three boss mode DLCs are coming for free. The boss rush mode is coming for free. Like, that's insane. It's It really is. It really is. Very um, commendable. Another thing that you can find out in the world and turn in for money are the songs that you give to the bard or the poet or whatever he is. Um, did uh, anybody collect all of them by chance? They're kind of hard to find. They're hidden in the levels um, pretty well, a lot of them. And uh, in I tricky did... spots, uh, really Very tricky spots tr- sometimes. Yeah. 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 I-, I did not. So, like, I see them at sometimes. I'm like, uh, screw that. I'm going on. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. had that. It's like he's gonna give me five hundred gold for that song, and I'm gonna co- it's gonna cost me at least two thousand to get that. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm lucky, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a negative equity equity uh, tune there. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, just another awesome feature that you can train at the time. Yeah. Okay, and that's it's actually so, something like that. Really briefly, I'll say there's actually something ahead. like that in the Plague of Shadows as well. Um, you you yeah. uh, give it to um, 
Percy is his name. Um, he wants uh, pieces of paper, but you give him the same, you know, the sheets of music. Okay. But like uh, when he sees it, he's like, oh, there's what is this? There's musical notes on both sides. It's completely uh, useless. And he throws <laughs> it out to this like creature named Oolong, who's really cute. And yeah. it's like he can, he's the one who can play you the uh, the songs instead of like uh, the bard or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love Oolong. He's adorable, especially when he actually gets the paper thrown on him. He's like so happy. He's like, hey. <laughs> I love it so much. Awesome. There's been a lot of dancing in this episode, I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's too bad it's not a visual podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. We will now get into our favorite, least favorite levels. We kind of mentioned it earlier with the uh, with the knights. But uh, what are maybe some things in the levels that you hated that were really gumming you up? Or maybe something that you love? Um, it was we'll a big with, sigh from Mrs. Q-Dog. Let's start we'll with, with that. Mrs. <laughs> we'll go with Mrs. Q-Dog first. Um... So in the that the Pride More Keep, you know, like the first main castle you go into, like um, the books, you know how you had to like knock out the books and then they would uh, you would like it would be a flaming open book and then shells would appear. Yeah, that I, I don't know. That oh, was yes. like this, this. This just annoyed me. <laughs> that was tough. At first. That's where yeah. I don't know that that was really. And then it was funny because like some parts they'd be like really difficult and I'd get through and I'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I got through that. Whew. And then I go and I'd make like a stupid mistake and I'm like, oh. and then like I'd get through it and then like, I'd totally mess up. Like I go back and I have to like totally mess up. And so it was like just so frustrating sometimes because it's like, I got through this without problems. And now for whatever reason, I can't get through this. So like, I seriously had to like, just take a break, like wipe my hands down, like, you know, yep. help my thumbs. because My thumbs were like totally starting to hurt. And be like, Okay. I can do this. And then like, I'd get through the level and be okay. I love it. This is definitely one of those games that you get those thumb blisters for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> and the definitely. frustration, especially like you said, when you get through it the first time, you're like, oh, it's a breeze. When yeah. it starts gumming you up, that's you get so frustrated from that. It's even more than if it was hard right from the start. Right. You're at least expecting it. But when you're not expecting right. it, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, Anyway, how about uh, Yoshi? How about you? Favorite nice. levels? Things that maybe you were frustrated with? Well, um... I kind of got frustrated with uh, Tinker Knight and Propeller Knight stages this time around, or the last time around when I played today. Uh, there's a lot of really tricky platforming and like wind sections in Propeller Knights, and it's like it's also the longest stage in the game, I think. Yes, so, I think I'm in the uh, same boat as you because it's more of a test of patience when it comes to those propeller mm -hmm. levels because you got to wait and blow and. It's skill and timing, and like the whole yeah. thing's based on that. That's and it. you can't really like like uh, speed your way through it unless you've played it like a couple hundred times at least. Like, you got to play it over and over again. And when you're frustrated, waiting for it to switch feels yeah. like forever. Um, Propeller yeah. Knight, I hated that part too, as well as in the Enchanted Tower when the with the propeller spot as well. Oh yeah, they were placed yeah. in the tower. Uh, as far as favorite levels, um, hmm, I, I think I really liked... Uh, crap, can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Let's um, see. Um, what, what happens in it? Describe it. Maybe we can remember. No, give me a second. I'll figure it out. You did uh, <laughs> That's every level. <laughs> well, actually, I did like most of the levels. Uh, yeah, they're all pretty King's good. Knight, King Knight's level is really easy. Uh, 
that one I thought was fun to go through. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple of, like what I liked is all the hidden paths and everything else in the levels, and it usually gave you a little visual clue like here's a block that looks different. Oh, go hit the block. Yeah, hit that one. So um, I, I actually I can't pick a favorite level. It's hard, so. but you just reminded me like one of my favorite levels is the very first intro level. Um, just very basic stuff, but it, it's so good at teaching you some of the basic mechanics. Yes. Bouncing on bubbles, like learning that during that level, amazing, amazing. Plus, stuff. plus you have that amazing tune. So, oh, which can helps. Can absolutely. Um, oh. All right, Matt. How about you? What, what's your favorite? And maybe well, least I already said it. Uh, the Specter Knight is my right. favorite. But um, as much as I love that stage, I'll admit that the the parts that are in pit that are pitch black can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's like, especially parts oh, yeah. where it's hard to tell if it's a platform or not. Yeah. It took me a little while. I was like, eventually I said, oh, okay, so this part, it's because it has, well, this is specifically in the, the Tower of Fate section, which has a similar yes. section. Very. Like, it took me a little while to figure out, oh, okay, so this part has, like, the water from the rain on it. Okay, so that's the platform. Because I stepped on one, I jumped on one that I thought was a platform, and I fell through and died. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, you know? I, yeah. I know. What you I, I love that. that. I love that you had to look for that rain, but. Man, it was frustrating until you figured it out. <laughs> uh, P1, how about you, buddy? Um, I don't really have an, uh, a least favorite stage. Uh, Propeller Knight was my most frustrating boss fight. Mm. Um, but my favorite stage, without a doubt, is uh, the Tower of Fate portion. Uh, specifically the boss rush where you have to fight the oh, eight yes. robot ma- I mean, sorry, the Order of No Quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fight the Order of No Quarter in succession. Uh, that took me... Uh, geez, I want to say seven or eight attempts, and each attempt I would start to I would feel like get, I would get closer, and it, it mixes it up, it changes the order every time you go through it. Um, and Colleen watched oh, me along with that, that. and uh, oh, you have to die to find that out. Um, That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the rush from that when that ended, yeah. I I jumped up off the sofa, I did a fist pump in the air, I I cheered, <laughs> I cursed, my dog started to bark. Uh, Colleen said. <laughs> I'm going out. <laughs> that that moment, uh, just it's just, and it's. I think the reason that I don't have a, a least favorite is because the balanced gameplay is such a warm welcome to newcomers uh, and an old embrace for experts. Well said. Yeah, press yeah, kit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like even when there's like really frustrating parts, it's not bad design. Right. No. You, know, you just need like some practice. It's, it's fat it thumbs. Patience and practice. <laughs> yeah. If you die, it's yeah. on you. There's no yeah, joke. Is, um, exactly. Pretty much. Which is a, the. It's so rare to find that in a video game where you can't blame the game. It's like, no. I will but, get and, better. I will learn. <laughs> and every, like, when you beat it, when you get past that stage, when you get past that row of spikes, when you, you know, take out that uh, ninja that melts into the ceiling, when you beat that boss, you get such a rush and it feels so good. Like, this game, it feels the it, it made me feel the way that I felt as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and oh, it's definitely. just so like Uncharted doesn't do that. Sorry, Mrs. Q Dog. Uh, Assassin's Creed doesn't do that. Like, get, it's so rare that games today give me that that jump up and you know cheer and exclaim yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And this game did it uh, time and time again. It was just yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like like you know like when you defeat the boss or even like the the mini guys that are like along the map and you know like yes. the screen just like lights up and you know like the different mm-hmm. colors you're like yes yeah. you know because you're, you're like waiting for that right and then you know because a lot of times I'm just trying to 
to kill him and I'm not paying attention to how much life is left. And then all of a sudden that screen comes up and I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Love that feeling. And it is but, an epic scene when you fight it because it goes slow-mo, the screen flashes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. But going back to the boss rush for a moment, I love the way that it's set up, you know, because uh, Shovel Knight's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, scenting the tower and then he drops down and he sees all the rest of the knights. They're basically having a dinner party. Yeah. You know, he's like interrupting and, 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 and they come in at once a time. All the other knights are in the background, just, you know, continuing to eat or whatever. And then yeah. once you, yeah, <laughs> the next one comes on when you when you finish it and they give you some more health, thankfully. So, which which helped yeah. me to be able to this yeah. time do it without dying. The first and, time I played the game, it took me a few attempts, but this time I did it without dying. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um, did yeah. you at the end? They're all hanging from the ledge, and yep. did you save them or did you leave them hanging? I saved them this time. I left them the first time. <laughs> I saved yeah. them right yeah. away. I was like, you know what? What would Shovel Knight do? You know, WWSKD. <laughs> See, because I didn't even realize the first time I played it. I felt okay. Just I'm not gonna lie. Out. I thought I was hitting his fingers to make him fall. <laughs> what happens when you let them hang? Do they do they fall? Or? No, they just stay no, hanging. I believe you just, just keep going. Ending. Yeah. If you like pull them up, you can talk to each of them. Yeah. each tell you something, nice. and they're yeah. like, "We're not gonna fight you anymore because you like beat us up too much." Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, but if you just walk <laughs> on, you still get the same epilogues. Okay. You know, still doing the same yes. thing. Yes, yeah. doesn't change anything, which yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's all of our. Favorite and least favorite levels. How about uh, ready? We can kind of talk more about than than boss fights, but I think we kind of summed it up. Was there anything else anybody wanted to mention about any of the bosses? We didn't really talk specifically about the fights much, but they're all varied. They're all awesome. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about. Okay, let's talk a bit about the. uh, I mean, we already kind of talked about the final level too with the enchantress. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into guys, the, uh, Let's talk about the the differences between uh, the Wii U, Xbox One, and PS3 slash four. Maybe it's just PS4, uh, and then uh, we'll have Matt talk about Plague a little more because I think he's probably the only one who's played it through to completion. Oh, what a feat! <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, like P1 said, of the three versions that came out that had differences, um, did, are, can you do the multiplayer on the 3DS with the Amiibo if you have the connection? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to have two two 3DSs with the game. I, I think it's Wii U exclusive, but I could be wrong about that. You know what? I'm going to um, look into that while you I guys think, talk about the rest. Well, okay. I think I remember them having a certain multiplayer mode for the 3DS where it was like you like do something and then someone else comes in and do something. I'm not sure if that was yeah. them There's someone a street, else. A Street Pass battle arena yeah. that you can okay. do on the 3DS. But the multiplayer is Wii U exclusive. Yeah, okay. the simultaneous co-op. Yeah, that's yeah. Wii U exclusive. And do you have to have the Amiibo to do the simultaneous yep. do. co-op? Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to unlock it with the Amiibo. <laughs> Which uh, raises the question, what did everybody play it on this? Uh, I know I played it on Wii U, and so did Player One. How about you, Yosh? Wii U. Nice. Wii U. Mrs. Q-Dog, you too? Wii U. Mm-hmm. And Matt was the PS3. I'm the correct? odd man out with the PS3, yeah. <laughs> so in the so, PS3... So I got to, yep, I was going to get to that. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, you fight Kratos. Nice. Yeah, from God of War. So is yeah. he, he just one of the random fights on the map? Well, the way it works out is um, I didn't do it this time. I think it's something like you have to go into the Hall of Champions, and then you have to... It's like infested with like a poltergeist or whatever there's a bunch of ghosts yep. mm. yes you kill all the little ghosts and then there's a big boss fight and after that kratos appears on the map okay oh, cool. is he hers? uh no no not oh. really it's a pretty standard fight speaking of the hall now, of champions I, I wish that fuck those guys 
Yeah. <laughs> all you have to do, all you have to do, is go around and knock the ball into all the ghosts. Yeah. yeah. You, you'll get a ton more money than you put into it. That's not why fuck fucked up. Because you charge me five grand to come in here, and then I got to clean up your shit. <laughs> yeah, but you no. make like ten grand back. Plague of Shadows actually handles that really interestingly. You don't pay anything. You just go in and you end up killing everybody. Oh, oh nice. Yep. You mess the place up, kill everybody, and that's it. They're like, you know, you, you can take whatever money that you got. Just, just go. Uh, actually, we'll maybe, we'll maybe come to agree. We're like, because this is good training for our guys. Yeah, maybe we'll use you in the future. But. So, is that the ghosts that you kill later? Is all the people that plague? Oh, that ma- kill? Maybe. Yeah. That, that's, that would be interesting if that's actually what it was. Because yeah, it's just like standard guards that you kill. And then, oh, I bet that yeah. is. It's possible. Pla- Plague Knight takes place before Shovel Knight goes. It's after. Yeah, the because Enchantress- when you first. After you beat the first uh, level as, as in Plague of Shadows, uh, once you go into the village, because you can't go into the village, they won't let you. Right. But there's this side entrance. Um, oh, what the heck? I don't remember the guy's name. The little cute guy. The and mold, the thing is, yeah. I hate this because to get in, you have to destroy his house. I felt terrible about that. It's <laughs> the only way you can get in. Yeah. You're Plague Knight. You don't care. <laughs> yeah, I care. Plague Knight doesn't care what I do. Anyway. Um, once you get down there, as you're moving along, you can actually see above, and you can see Shovel Knight enter the village at the same time. Oh, yeah. cool. It's really interesting how they yeah. come that. Because that's that how Chester cool. gets the relics. Plague Knight sells them to him. Chester has them to sell them to Shovel Knight. So, yeah. yeah, he must be. He must go in and kill all the guards and the Hall of yeah, Champions. That, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Cool. I like that. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was challenge mode, which I loved. It was awesome. Um so after you beat the game, you open up challenge mode, which which is essentially just tests you on these individual challenges. Um, I think there's 26 challenges. Yeah, those are hard. They are friggin' hard. <laughs> they are not uh, for the week. I, I did them all, but the Enchantress, I ran out of time. It was a hard fight. Um, I think I might have dabbled with it like when I first reviewed the game, but this time I didn't even bother with it. Yeah. Oh, I highly recommend it. It will push you to the mm. limits. They, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll have to try that out sometime. You were going to say something else about the Kratos fight, Matt. What was it? Oh, yes, yes. Because um, none of us played this version. But I wish that for the Xbox that it also came out on 360 because I don't own an Xbox One, but I'd really freaking love to play that Battletoads fight. Yeah. That looks so cool. Yeah. It has like a turbo tunnel section and the, yeah, the or right. whatever it's called. It's so cool. I love how that, yeah. whereas it's so elaborate, whereas the Kratos fight is just pretty, honestly, it's kind of boring. It's just a fight. Yeah. You know? I There's definitely... no build up like that. Yeah. yeah. The, I would say the Xbox One got the better of the three uh, features playing oh, yeah. two player is fun. Um, that's but, a huge uh, feature, though. It is a huge feature, but game it, that, that battle toads section like it's three it's three levels from battle toads yeah. essentially. Yes, yeah. um, cool. Yeah, be awesome. So the oh, Xbox One but, definitely gets bonus points for that. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Um, but yeah, of the three, I didn't do Plague Knight. I didn't do the Plague Knight DLC. P1, I know you tried it. Let's hear your thoughts on it first, and then we'll get Matt to sum it up. Uh, so the Plague Knight DLC is you play as Plague Knight, and so instead of jumping on a shovel, you throw bombs. you got to use this, do this weird mechanic where you throw a bomb, and you hold the bomb, and you jump, and then you blow the bomb up, and it propels you further. And <laughs> I found the initial boss fights really, really easy because you just spam that bomb, and you take them out fairly quickly. Yep. Um, Actually, it continues on to the game. A lot of the night battles are much easier. Are than Honestly, yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's good then. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it is like the game that the stages are the same, 
And yep. so this, it adds a completely brand new mechanic and it's like a different game and it's much more challenging. Uh, it definitely I'm requires probably, a better platformer. I'm probably the only person who would ever say this because I'm me. You're going to say it's, it's easier. Kind, no, I, I was going to say was the way that is because it's the same levels of, like with a different mechanic. It's kind of like Sonic 06 where you're playing with Silver and Shadow. You're playing the same levels and Wave, uh, Ocean, Crisis, uh, City and all that. But, you know, you have different elements, different powers and all that. Look at that. I'm just going to yeah. pretend you didn't say 06, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. I can't help it. It's not a great game. It's a decent game, in my opinion, at least the All Platinum right. Hits version. I'll just, I always say that Platinum Hits version, I had very few problems with that game. I know uh, other people have had a ton of like bugs and basically broken, but I didn't have that experience. So, yeah, that's enough. all I'll say about that. Explains a lot of the dislikes in your videos, I'm oh, afraid, yeah. Matt. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah, is so what it is. You know? That's what I know. That's my experience with the Plague of Nights okay. uh, or Plague of Shadows DLC. Um, it's free, and I will go back to it because it is more. But it is more difficult. So it's not a we're, we're showing that I could sit and dump seven or eight hours into it in, in a day or two. Plague Night, I need to take breaks. I need to go. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna walk away from this for a minute. Um, I'm gonna let Matt talk about it more because he's uh, he's he's completed it. Yeah. What's the premise? What is the story? Uh, what is he trying to do? Yes. Um, he's trying to create this ultimate potions. This ultimate potion, and the way he does it is um, you still fight all the regular knights, but you take their essence and you you, you you know put this essence all into this massive potion. And it's complete once you actually take the enchantress's pose, uh, essence. And you have, um, he has this assistant, Mona, who actually is, um, it turns out it's his love interest. Um, he, uh, he has feelings for her. She has feelings for him, but he doesn't realize that. He thinks that, he needs to get this potion to become more powerful so that she will love him. But uh, she already loves him. So that's like ultimately, once um, she's gathered the potion after fighting the enchantress. And actually, the way it is, is you don't actually fight both forms of the enchantress. You do the first one and mm -hmm. she, then she voluntarily gives you her essence. And then the essence, once it's like all the essences are collecting the potions kind of. Uh, gathered it goes all like chaotic and it results in like this it's kind of like dark link from adventure of link it's oh. like a shadow plague knight you defeat that and then it i don't know what it's called but it's like basically this huge plague knight that's riding this little like circular i don't know how far you guys played into it but there's um i don't know if you encountered them there's like these little circular things that you like uh you uh you kind of destroy the opening of it and you get in it and it like teleports you to an upper section or whatever. Yeah. It's riding that thing. It like shoots out like these lasers from that. And it also yeah. like, like it spits out these, like what I like to call radioactive broccolis because that's pretty much what they look like. <laughs> um, and the other, it's other attack is that it shoots out these, um, like these tiny monas, you know, his, his love interest. Um, and they like explode, uh, I had a hell of a time with that boss battle until, like I said, um, I don't remember the name of the relic. It's the one that allows you to um, upward attack. It's like a kick. Once I did that, um, once it actually opened its mouth, because you can only attack it once it opens its mouth. Mm -hmm. um, once I do it, I um, double jump and then hit up in the attack button. And then you can get a good like three to five hits on it at one go. That And once I figured that out, I had it beaten easily. Nice. Um to sum up the story, um, you know, uh, Mona explained, and Black Knight was actually helping Mona in this. Uh, Mona was actually like trying to bribe 
Black Knight so that he would get uh, the Enchantress's essence so that uh, Plague Knight didn't have to fight her because obviously she didn't want any harm to come to them. Right. But then she explains that um, Plague Knight realizes that um, he doesn't need it anymore. The reason he was getting it, he has it now. So ah. he, he doesn't need that. So what he does is they realize how much power is in it. They use that to expl- to destroy the Tower of Fate. And then they're heroes. It, it's awesome. You know, they're celebrating. Ah, so, I, I mean, you I, I don't know if you can like, if there's like a, like a plus game. I don't know if you can go back to it and you can play past that. But it, basically the way it's set up is that, you know, if, if you're, there was like a post game, you could actually go into the village now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like um, one of the epilogues is um, Plague Knight is actually uh, knighted by the king. And one of them I love is that... Um, in uh, Propeller Knights, uh, his uh, epilogue, um, they actually have like a, like a candlelight light dinner. It's really adorable. <laughs> and the uh, the post uh, the, the Easter egg at the end, the post credits, because they set it up um, during the dialogue. Um, because after you um, fight one of the knights, you go back to um, their headquarters, his lair or whatever, and you have a brief exchange with Mona. It gets brought up at one point that how she likes dancing, and then they say uh, maybe they'll dance or something. So uh, eventually, after this is done, at some point or whatever, and then after the credits, sure enough, they uh, dance, and it's it's fantastic. I, I just awesome. love it so much. They did it again somehow yeah. in it's, free DLC. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. I mean, it's kind of tough in some ways. In some ways, it's easier than uh, Shovel Knights, but in other ways, it's much harder. But I would absolutely recommend playing Plague of Shadows, even though, like I've said earlier, the mechanics are kind of frustrating at times in that, you know, you can only, you know, throw the bomb down diagonally. You know, if you can maybe toss it forward or, you know, which you can kind of do, but you can only do it when you're stationary. So, you know, it's like you you can't stay in place and attack, you know, the enemies at the time. You got to move. So, but yeah. yeah, there's parts of it that are frustrating, but overall, I absolutely love it. And I highly recommend Plague of Shadows. Awesome. It's free. So if you're listening yep. and you've played it, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, cool. Yeah, With that over, said, one last thing. Overall, yeah, go I got to say, story-wise, I actually enjoyed the story of Plague of Shadows more than Shovel Knight. Really? Yes. Yes. Huh. That's just that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, though. It's DLC, and that's amazing that, mm-hmm. that you could even say that. Absolutely. Speaks volumes. Yeah, I know. Free DLC, but they put so much effort into it. Like, I don't even know if you can call it DLC. It's it's a full-length game. Exactly. It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new story. It's the same levels, yeah. but yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole it's new experience. A... If this was a made big major company, this would be a whole new game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're right. buying you're Shovel Knight 2. 99 99 You're right. Okay. And now, after having played Plague of Shadows, you know, I mean, as people ask me my favorite games of all time, and I would say like stuff like Streets of Rage 2, Bucky O'Hare, now that I've experienced all that, I think I'm going to say that Shovel Knight in its entirety is definitely in that top five for me of uh, all time. And yeah, there's still that's... two more to come. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't wait until it. they come out. Yeah. Especially Spectre Knight. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be out in November. Awesome. So cool. All right. Was there anything else gameplay-wise that we need to mention before we move on? Uh, did you guys uh, dig up the fire pits after you woke up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you Definitely guys did. go get all the feats? I didn't. No. 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 I rarely do. <laughs> no. 
No, as far as like my like completion status, like mm -hmm. even for my shovel knight one is like fifty six percent or something. Mm -hmm. I think the Plague was, of Shadows was like thirty seven. Yeah, I, I, I think it was like yeah. eighty something, but it wasn't well, because of my feats. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that's what I was missing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think mine was pretty high completion on all three of the times, but that's because I sat there like, hmm, what should I upgrade first? Yeah, I'm gonna get all the health and the tropical chalices first. Now you think. Okay, cool. everything else, health and chalices. There you go. Well, with that said, we will move on to sound.
amazing soundtrack. We will probably be playing some tracks right about here after uh, post-production. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all amazing. I love the the first track, the main track. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's hear your guys's. How about uh, how about you, Yosh? What, what were your, some of your favorite tracks? See, um, I really liked Plague Night. Plague Night had wait, no, oh, it, it was Spectre Night. Sorry, yeah. I really like Spectre Night's theme. Um, I also like parts of the Propeller Night uh, mm-hmm. uh, stage theme, mm-hmm. and well, I like the whole soundtrack. I don't think there's yeah. one bad like no definitely not track on here. Up. Yeah, Jake Kaufman <laughs> did a phenomenal job on the soundtrack. Amazing. In the, yeah. uh, you could tell that it was very Mega Man esque inspired, and it even had like Minami Matsume. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I pronounced oh, that correctly. Oh, that's right. You're right. She yes, did like a couple of tracks. Tracks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Mrs. Q Dog? Any tracks that stood out to you that you wanted to mention? You know, just like just like that, like first main theme as oh, they're, you know, it's going through. I yeah. think, you know, I think they called it on the, um, on the music. Yeah, it's strike papers the like the strike the earth one, yeah. like that. That just just every time I'd go into the village, I'd have them play that. While <laughs> I was there. Good choice. Good choice. It. That's true. You get to get the bird to play all the songs yep. that you can yeah. change them anytime. Love mm-hmm. it. I love the village theme though, so I just never change. Yeah, it. I like it too. I like it. Too. Were there any? Other and actually, the music, a, a lot of the music, and well, except for like, like the village. Well, you know, Plague um, Knight's uh, lair. It's a completely different tune. Right. And, and there are some besides the actual main levels. You know, like any other like ancillary like rooms or whatever. They have like different themes. Different. Like okay. like the like the intro wow. cut scene that has a different theme. Wow, that's pretty cool. The, the ending, different theme. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's huge mm-hmm. and so far too what i like is you know how sometimes you're in a game and the music like makes it like 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 the part is really hard in the game and the music just like yeah you know exasperates that and you're like i can't i can't do it you know like <laughs> and you gotta turn the music down because that's like making yeah. making it hard yeah. to, i can't like, listen to this fucking started. song again yeah, right off topic but the best example of that is sonic you know the underwater levels when uh-huh. getting it, building up in the tempo you know when you're getting close terrible. to drowning it's like oh god no i don't want to die <laughs> yeah. yeah like the, i don't i didn't I haven't finished it, but so far, like, there's no music that does that, you know, which is That's good. a great point because it is a frustrating game when you're when you're struggling. Last mm-hmm. thing you need is a soundtrack that pisses you off. Right. Although the bosses, the boss themes uh, ramp up, you know, the tempo and really mm-hmm. like, especially like my favorite of not my favorite tune necessarily. My favorite, like the boss encounters is the, um, the final black Knight one. That's like almost like metal. It's that's awesome. Love that. Like it. How about P one? How about you, buddy? Any that stood out to you? I love them all. And everybody has said everything you can say about them right now. Strike the earth is my favorite. And I could listen. I could just, I can just listen to it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I'm gonna I am gonna listen to it after this podcast. I'm gonna just put that yeah. Like I on. said in my my review, I said every time I hear it, like when it builds up, like I get goosebumps. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah, you really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I want to talk about the sound is uh, there's a mechanic in the game that uh, apparently um, this is something that is put into a lot of games that uh, that this team has worked on. Yacht Club Games is made up of. Uh, Guys from way forward. Yep. Um, so, uh, but there's a mechanic. So if you push down as Shovel Knight, 
you sort of crouch down a little bit. Your knees just bend a very little bit. It does nothing. It provides nothing in the game. But if you do it constantly over and over again, he's dancing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, like, you could, well, you and I both, we're sitting there waiting for platforms to come back and forth, and I just dance. Yeah. I, uh, I Best dance way to the pass music. the time. Yeah, because yep. it's, the music just speaks to me, man. It's in my soul. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, because you're not ducking. It's just there no, for that. You're just <laughs> dancing. I love it. I love it. Let's move on. How about the sound effects? Did anybody, any that stood out to anybody? Did, it was all pretty crisp, pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed mm-hmm. to line up well for me. Amazing. I have nothing bad oh, to say. Oh, I should say about the uh, the music that uh, Jay Kaufman actually composed it uh, using like um, the NES uh, sound chip or whatever. Like. So the way it is, is he actually put it out as an NSF. So if you have like a flashcard or whatever, you could actually, um, if you install like an NSF player on your flashcard, you could actually play it on an NES. Oh, no that's way. amazing. Nice. Wow. Oh, that's, talk about attention to detail. That's uh... <laughs> Absolutely. The passion, right? That's in this game. Unbelievable. All right, cool. Well, I guess that's it for sound. Was there anything else anybody wants to mention before we moved on? I don't think so. All right. All right. Let's get Doesn't into- sound like it. Oh. <laughs> I've gone uh, an hour uh, and 22 minutes without a single shovel joke, so give me that That's one. true. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do that. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Let's get into graphics.
Um, it's bright. It's colorful. It's sprite based. Mm-hmm. It's eight slash sixteen bit. It's amazing. Um, uh, what did you think, Yosh? Go ahead. Well, it was more eight bit than sixteen bit. Yeah. Um, this game, I think, it, it could almost almost run on an NES, but they did a couple things with like colors yep. and parallax right. scrolling yeah, and some that. advanced effects that the NES just could not handle. But right. that's what I think what they tried to do was make it like an NES game, but look like a modern game in that yeah. style, which is mm-hmm. excellent. It looks the did... way I remember NES games looking. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. It looks now the way I remember as a child. Like that's how Legend of Zelda looks mm-hmm. in my head the first yeah. time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if I turned it on right now, it definitely does not. But in my head, like, that's what it looks like. You know what I mean? Mega Man but Two, if, but of course, like if, like, well, well, if if somebody like attempted to like port this to the NES, they could never replicate it. The oh, same not a because, chance! Because the color palette is way too advanced for the NES. Yeah. Like the animations, mm-hmm. why not? You'd have to like cut out a bunch of the colors. So mm-hmm. um, overall, I liked it. All the sprites and everything else was excellent. Very well drawn. Uh, I really do like the. Uh, sprite-based games more than polygons. I just think there's a nice art form to the sprites. And I just like looking at sprites more than I do like looking at polygons. It's just a different feel. And we were kind of mentioning earlier that Mighty Number 9 is also a game based on retro feel. Didn't use sprites, and you can really feel the difference just by looking at it. Yeah, It's it's not the same. And they had a six-year-old animated. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) um mrs q dog what did you think about the old school graphics uh i liked them you know it um i don't know it just it gets you in the feels right yeah yeah remember this remember when you know things simpler times and you know maybe better games yeah what we all want when we're playing these games yep. right <laughs> thinking back to those times retro nostalgic yeah. absolutely i loved it love it was there anything yep. else anybody wanted to mention about graphics we're flying yep. through these no it's just a beautiful game that's all yes. i can really say yeah thing is so good that enchantress oh. fight is right out of little nemo like it's mm-hmm. ah good call like it, uh, it's, it's gorgeous um you can't you will never i have a a huge 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 soft spot for sprites uh, and this is a game that will look, it looks beautiful today. Uh, it would have looked beautiful 20 years ago, and it's going to look beautiful 20 years from now. Agreed. And, and you don't need a 4K TV to play it. Oh, my. Nope. Well oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, that's pretty much it. Let's get into our lasting impressions. I think we, we summed up Shovel Knight pretty well. Um, so I'm going to go through everybody, and everybody can give us your overall impressions. Um, you can rate it if you want. Let me know. Would you still recommend this to people today if they haven't played it, even if they didn't grow up on the retro systems? You know what I mean? And um, we'll go from there. We'll start with Mrs. Q-Dog. Okay. Um, I I would recommend somebody to play it. Uh, I am not good at platformers at all. And I didn't, like, I grew up playing on the Nintendo and stuff, but I didn't grow up spending hours like after school or on the weekends like going through mario and playing it so i think that's part of the reason why i kind of suck at platformers now but Mm -hmm. um it's still and even though there is some frustration for me i still want to keep going 
I want to get back in there and I want to finish that level. I want to get back in there and I want to beat that boss, you know? So I think, I think it overall, it's a good game, really good game. You know, like everything we said, the graphics, the music, just the gameplay itself. It's a good game, you know? So play it. Yeah. Well said. You, like you just said, it's pretty much good for anybody, anybody, Mm -hmm. any skill level. If you have, if you don't have the nostalgia for the old school graphics, don't worry about it. Just try Mm -hmm. it out. You're going to like it. Well said, well said. How about uh, how about you, Yosh? Uh, I would, I really like it, and I would definitely recommend it. Um, it quickly, as soon as I got it and played it, it quickly shot up to one of my favorite platforming games, which says a lot. Cause yeah. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of really good like eight um, bit platforming games, and this has turned into one of them. Um. Let's see. Uh, overall, I would recommend it. So right you on. should probably go buy it and play it if you haven't yet. It's more forgiving than most old school NES platformers are. Like the like that's one of the problems I find with most people when playing like a lot of the stuff like Mega Man's and Castlevanias and stuff like that. Is a lot of people will find them ridiculously hard at the start and it's just like off sputting yep. and you're like, oh, I lost all my progress. I have to start over. <laughs> Starting over, yeah. That's a great point. Um, this is very accessible for everybody. And this mm-hmm. game came out in 2014, and you're putting it in yep. your top five. I mean, that speaks volumes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well said. Well said. How about uh, how about you, Matt? Your overall thoughts? Well, well yeah. I mean, I, I already said before that I I already I put this in like some of my best, my top, at least my top, and maybe even my top five favorite games yeah. of all time. Period. So I think that says, you know, how much I love this game. And (laughs) I'd absolutely recommend. I mean, I mean, even if you didn't grow up, you know, playing the NES and, you know, during the N16 era, if you have any interest in like checking that out, you know, or if you're any kind of platforming fan, I would definitely recommend it. Definitely. It's just a phenomenal game. It's brilliant. You know, (laughs) and I don't say that lightly, you know, know, (laughs) some people overuse brilliant, but I think that this is absolutely brilliant. All right. Well said. The game deserves it. I I completely Mm -hmm. agree with that. Uh, P1, how about you? Uh, Yeah, um, it's a must play. It's it's $15. If you find me anywhere else on the Internet where for for $15, I can get what will at the end be four complete uh, platforming games that are all different, that are all fantastic with some of the best music in modern gaming. Uh, with a fantastic uh, graphics that that harken back to days when graphics were amazing, uh, and a fair, uh, extremely well balanced series of gameplay that it, anybody can enjoy. Uh, whether you're amazing at platformers or whether you have never played a platform in your life, this game does it. It is the perfect combination of challenge and uh, forgiveness, and it's it's an absolute masterpiece. If you haven't played Shovel Knight. You need to dig yourself out of that hole and get it right now. Oh, there it is. I had to get one in. <laughs> yep. Oh, my. Well, I don't have to. I guess it's all right. Uh, you, can, you can edit that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm making a little note here. All right. Cool. Well, that is what all of us think. Now we can take a minute to check out what maybe the other club members were thinking because we have some three-word reviews out there. If yeah. you were playing along this month, and as we do every month, you can get a three-word review in, and we're going to read them here on the podcast. So, P1, Sorry. you got those up? I do. So, anybody who wants to have their uh, three-word review, it's a uh, a stick or a stick that we uh, we borrowed from uh, the guys at Kane and Rinse. We sent them an email. We were like, hey, listen, we really like this that you guys do on your show. Do you mind if we steal it? 
Uh, and they said, yeah, go ahead, by all means, because they stole it from somebody else. Um, yes, they said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, three-word review. To get your three-word reviews read on the Cartridge Club, all you have to do is, uh, for the game of the month that you're playing, just uh, give us a three-word review and include the hashtag, uh, hashtag CC3, the number, WR. Um, and we'll read it like I'm going to now. So first up, we have uh, Brazzle the Gamer, at Brazzle the Gamer, and he says, it's still awesome. Mm, well said. He- because he played it uh, previously, and he went back to play it again for this month. Uh, next up, we have Raiho, at Raiho Magnifico. And he says, I dug it. Hey. Uh, I'm definitely going to get my <laughs> fill of shovel jokes during, during these. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, next up, we have uh, Minotaur Zombie. And he says, digging that soundtrack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. Pam at Josila underscore says better than NES, and uh, that is a bold statement, but one that you could easily, easily yep. make the argument for being accurate. Yep, definitely true. Uh, next up, my favorite three-word review this month from Retro Nonsense at Duke zero six one nine. Definitely not shovelware. I'm not going to read yours, Yoshi, because we're going to ask you for yours live here in a second. Uh, Musty Hobbit at Musty Hobbit said uh, initially something that was very close to Raiho's and he decided to change it up so uh, he has since changed his theory of review to an excavation exaltation P Mike 404 at L Mike P said ghost of shovels and uh, Hibiki TMD at the Hibiki TMD says it's the shit uh, I believe is what he meant there. Um, the kids nowadays, that means that means it's a good thing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Diego Avila, everybody's favorite at a Latino lawyer, says legendary, tough, exhilarating. Well said. Uh, it's rocket sauce. At its rocket sauce, it says toe tapping fun, which is also accurate. And last but certainly not least, uh, Ryan Phoenix, uh, sorry, RPG tour guide at Ryan Phoenix says simply must play. I think that's a good way to end uh, the three-word reviews from everybody who uh, who played along this month on Twitter. But uh, we now I want to hear from our guests. Let's do it. Um, so, uh, why don't we start with Matt? Matt, what's your three-word review for Shovel Knight? Okay, I could I got two I could provide. Uh, one is pure platforming brilliance, Ooh, nice. and the other Perfect. is Jake Kaufman rules. Yeah, but you know what? Those are accurate. Hundred <laughs> percent. He really does. He's a, the yes. man is a genius. Absolutely. Uh, they and and you can get the entire uh, soundtrack on, on his Bandcamp. Yep. Yeah, on his Bandcamp, and there's yep. a link to it at the Yacht Club Games website. Uh, and it's a pay as much as you want system. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a world where you can hit zero and take it for free, uh, I di- I did not. I gave money to. Yeah, bonus. I gave him a few bucks. Yeah. Um. And, and that. It, but you know what? That doesn't mean you have to. Uh, nope. So definitely, if you want to get this uh, soundtrack, get it and listen to it. Uh, Yoshi, what's your three word review? Uh. I went with uh, bite style masterpiece. Nice. Yep. But you gotta be a little nerdy to get it because, like, uh, a bite is eight bits for those that don't know. Nice. So you get it. I'm glad you explained it. I cheated cheated because I wanted to go eight bit style masterpiece, but I'm like, that's four words. Yeah. Let's use bite style masterpiece. How can I nerd this up? Got it. <laughs> you can maybe do eight bit esque master because that's you know hyphenated so that yep. can be- uh, <laughs> uh, eight bit esque, but that's still kind of four words ish. So, yeah, fair enough. 
Uh, Mrs. Q-Dog, do you have a, a nerdy three-word review for us? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to say love-hate relationship, Ooh. only because I do love the game, but it frustrates me. So that, um, <laughs> but I still love it. That's a good platformer. That's all right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> believe me, I got really frustrated at points when I was uh, playing the Plague of Shadows uh, DLC. But no, yeah, it just comes with the territory for any, any platform. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's supposed to make you mad a bit. Exactly. Uh, and then you got to go calm down and come back and yep. go, hey, this was a lot easier than I thought. Yeah. I know. You can't have the sweet without the sour. If you don't have those moments of frustration and aggravation, you're never going to have those moments of exultation and exactly. enjoyment. It, it's pretty yeah. much like if you didn't get frustrated, then they did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly it. Exactly it. P2, what's your three-word review? I took a quote from the game. Oh, is, don't steal mine. <laughs> is it, mine's justice in spades. All right, good. I like that. I, like that. <laughs> uh, I was worried you are going to take mine. Mine is steal thy shovel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, that's, uh, that's Shovel Knight. Uh, this is the Cartridge Club, and uh, I have had a ton of fun talking about this with our guests. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. I'm going to give you uh, uh, one last chance to to plug your Twitter, YouTube, uh, podcasts, blogs, um, home uh, home baking channels, and uh, <laughs> and retro console adaptations. So, uh, Yoshi, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me over at Twitter at, at Yoshi Knuckles. It's spelled like Yoshi and Knuckles. So um, you can also find me now on YouTube. Um, I don't put up a lot of videos currently. I just kind of trinkle them out as much as I feel like editing through footage I've filmed. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also email me. And yeah. All right. Just definitely, yeah. definitely check out Yoshi's. If you need a console mod, look up Yoshi Knuckles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Top modder in the continental United States. I don't know about that one. <laughs> you heard it here first. He said it. He said it. <laughs> uh. Matt, where can everybody find you? Uh, just look up uh, LJN Defender on YouTube. I mean, that's the easiest way. Technically, YouTube.com forward slash Cygnus Destroyer, the LJN Defender. But that's kind of wordy and long. <laughs> just look up LJN Defender on YouTube. Yep. But um, other than that, Cygnus Destroyer on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash Cygnus Destroyer. And that covers all the bases. Perfect. And last, uh, Mrs. Q-Dog, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mrs. Q-Dog, M-R-S-Q-D-A-W-G. And I'm also on our YouTube channel, The Mighty Q-Dog. Perfect. And if you want the artichoke recipe, you can just, you know, hit me, hit me up on Twitter. I'll give it All to right. you. Are you going to require pictures without pants for that or... Uh, I'll, I'll have to think about what payment right. I want to require. Oh, boy. Perfect. Oh, uh, boy is right. I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, I strongly suggest you uh, check out uh, www.cartridgeclub.org. It's a, uh, a wonderful community online uh, where people of uh, all ages uh, come together to play and talk about games. Uh, and it's, it's where we call home, and uh, I love it there, and I, I think that you find a lot of stuff there. We're actually sort of maybe hoping to build an, an, uh, a cell phone app, but uh, <laughs> that might be a pipe dream. Who knows? Oh, know. that would be awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah that, that would be awesome. So uh, I want to announce uh, next month we're going to be playing Beyond Good and Evil. 
And uh, that's going to be on the GameCube, PS2, Xbox original, PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS4. Uh, you can Everywhere. play this on just about everything. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing that game and uh, talking to everybody about that next month. I'm Player One. I am Player Two. And uh, this has been Shovel Knight. See you next month.